Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today, the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, in my little humble abode here in my office. And I'm excited to be with you today as we've got Hebrews chapter 10 laid open before us. And we're going to continue our study of these wonderful words of life and liberty the Lord has given us. And really to look at Hebrews and just uh, the, the, the overall main theme of Hebrews, though many topics are covered, the main theme of Hebrews is a warning to wake up and endure to the end. Wake up and endure to the end. So again, this is our Old Path Bible Study, Hebrews chapter 10. Grab your Bibles and follow along with us today. This will be part 22 of this 10th chapter of Hebrews. And again, I'm excited to be with you today. Don't forget about the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can sow into the ministry there. You can see, click on the store icon. You can see the books that are available, the small commentary booklets that are available. Uh, Angel Pieces music CD is there. And several uh, preaching and teaching CD series are there. And in the next few days, next very few days, there's going to be seven more commentary booklets added to the website. Andrew, my son and I, right now are in the process of writing a new book entitled The Rattling Chains of the Sin Nature and the Flesh, and it is going to be a massive blessing uh, as we study and are writing that, as we've uh, looked at the sin nature in the flesh for so many years now, preaching and teaching uh, the Word of God in, in the context of Calvary's cross. It's just amazing what the Lord will show you and impart into your hearts so that you can walk in victory and, and uh, run this race to be a, a blessing to the body of Christ and a, a magnification to our Lord Jesus Christ and bring much glory to our Heavenly Father. And I'm excited about that new uh, booklet that we're writing right now. So, Again, the website is thecrosswaychurch.com. Don't forget the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. There's so much on there free of charge right there for you to watch and to be blessed by. And let me say this before we dig in this morning. People ask me all the time, uh, what does it cost uh, to have you come to our church and preach. We, we put no cost on that, and you shouldn't really have anybody that puts a cost on that. Uh, we come and we minister, and a love offering is taken, and it covers what it covers, and uh, sometimes more than that, and sometimes not quite that, but it's irrelevant. If uh, We will come and minister this great truth uh, in your church and, and be a blessing to you, pastor, and your family and your people there at the local church you are pastoring. So, you know, when I'm asked, is there a charge? You know, there's no charge. We don't charge. There's no initial upfront, you know, amount. We just come and offer to you what the Lord is offering to all. And that's the powerful gospel that we preach and teach. 
So I say that. So, I mean, we get asked that. And uh, that's ridiculous to say, well, it'll at least cost you this. No, uh, it'll, it'll, co- it'll cost you some time. That's, that's it. And uh, so praise God for all the opportunities the Lord, uh, you know, allows us to have. And I know that you can't go and minister every single where uh, that, that, that you're invited but the Lord will surely have us pray about it together, and and then He and He will do what He does because these these churches that are rising up all over the world today, these little storefront churches preaching the message of the cross, learning God's word in that context, learning to be determined to to know nothing, to boast in nothing but the cross. This is what God is doing. This is what God is doing. He is waking his people up, bringing them back to their first love, not to leave again, not to come back and get some touch, to come back and stay there. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, hallelujah to the Lamb. Let's dig in today. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's start in verse 35. The Bible says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence which has great recompense of reward. So when you read this or any verse in God's word that says cast not away, therefore, anything that has the word therefore, you have to look back and see what this is therefore. And again, the entire book really, or this letter of Hebrews, is a a warning to wake up and to keep going to endure to the end as we shall see that particularly right here. But it's been the case the whole time. If you follow us, you can (coughs) remember we often in this study have gone back to Hebrews chapter 2, 3, 4, and other places where we're told to uh, don't let this slip. And you better make sure that you fear, continue to fear to enter into this rest. And, and, and you know, that. And, and there's so many warnings in Hebrews not to give up, not to quit, not to listen to these who are milking down our focus, not to listen to all the accusations that come in. It's been that way since the church began. Accusations that come from without some come creeping in and the accusations are from within but we must just endure to the end and we'll see here to believe to the saving of the soul and so when he says cast not away therefore your confidence which has great recompense of reward he's letting us know you're going to have to number one remain faithful because confidence not going to work in an unfaithful man. Conf- an unfaithful man not going to find the confidence he needs. Let me read you a scripture concerning that in the book of Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. That's bad news. Everybody knows what a toothache is like. It's got your full undivided attention. And if you've got a foot out of joint, you're going nowhere. You're going nowhere. And he relates this, these issues, to an unfaithful man trying to 
act like he's got confidence. Confidence don't work in an unfaithful man. Quite the opposite is true. Faith, faith is what allows confidence to work. Let's read a couple of other scriptures. Proverbs chapter 3 again, verse 26. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. So if the folks in the church, us, would take Hebrews as a warning to wake up, to remain confident until the end in this great salvation we've been given, it's really our trust in the Lord. If we quit, that means we're not trusting the Lord anymore. If we begin to listen to outward voices that begin to milk down the focus of the cross of Christ, they try to milk it down like it's not really needed to be applied to everything at all times. It's not, we don't really, you know, the cross, it's not all about the cross. We don't listen to them. Because every person I've seen, and I'm watching it now, even those who've ministered it, when they move away, when they begin to move away, even though they don't think they are, everything about them begins to become limp. Everything about them becomes, uh, and, and, the, and the appearance is there. Of course, we don't know it when it's happening to us. That's what deception is. I don't know that I don't know. But I think I do. But I don't. But I think I do. That's deception. So we can't listen to any voices that, that are not opening the Bible and pointing us to Calvary because that's the only place we're going to find confidence. It is not just in the Word of God. It is the Word of God in the application of of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the word of, the word of God has no power without my faith being, not having been, now faith is. The word of God has no power without my faith being in Jesus and what he did for me at Calvary. That's right. It, it is that radical. That's right. It is that serious that I must again today have more going on in my life than declaring with my lips that I'm, I reckon myself to be dead unto sin. This is something that must be applied to my heart. I must believe with my heart again today unto righteousness. That's not just a one-time uh, entrance into the kingdom of God, Romans 10 and 10 that it's with the heart men believe unto righteousness and then the mouth confesses unto salvation. If the heart continues to believe unto righteousness, the mouth will continue to confess that salvation. Make no mistake about it. So we can't listen to anybody that's saying anything that would make us think we're a little too much about the cross. You can't ever be too much about the lamb slain, hallelujah, and that every word brings life to the heart only through the application of the blood of Jesus. You can't be too radical. You can't be too sincere. You can't be too devoted. You can't be too focused on the cross of Christ. Hallelujah. So we must keep going. And I want to show you, there's another verse. Let me read this other one also. And I love this particular scripture in a special way because it really 
you know, reveals the fear of the Lord to us. And, and the reason these uh, Christians were falling away is because they were being spoken to. Uh, you have to hear other voices to leave the voice you once heard. Remember Eve, Adam and Eve. You, you have to be hearing another voice to walk away or to lose your confidence in the one you were hearing that was giving you confidence to come into the kingdom and to travel through this journey with confidence. You must be hearing something other now. So listen to this verse because I, this is the verse the Lord showed me so many years ago concerning the fear of the Lord. When you look up the phrase the fear of the Lord, you're going to find that it means always, everywhere you look, it's going to say a reverential fear. Well, within that word reverential is the word revere. And that means you place an honor and a value on something. If someone walked in that door this morning with a big 20-foot long snake, uh, I would place a value on that instantly and get up out of my chair. That would move me. Whatever we place a value on has some uh, some way, some degree, it is going to move us either in the right direction or the wrong direction. The fear of man, the Bible says in more than a few places, is a snare. It's a trap. Paralyzes us, keeps us from functioning. But the fear of the Lord, let's look at this, Proverbs 14, 26, and it points us to Calvary. It points us to Calvary. Watch. Proverbs 14, 26. Let me go to it. I've got it here, but I always want to read uh, the next verse after that because it ties it to Calvary. Watch this now. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Why are we reading this? We're in Hebrews. Why are we back in Proverbs? Because confidence the Bible tells us it's what we're going to have to have if we're going to endure to the end to the saving of our soul. <clears throat> so watch Proverbs 14, 26. In, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. When we come under attack, the fear of the Lord Inside the fear of the Lord, that means the value that we place on our God will determine whether we quit or keep going. And we received the confidence we did when we were delivered from the snare of death to begin with. Watch verse 27, and we're in Proverbs chapter 14. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Well, Jesus is my life, and the fountain is the blood he shed. The fear of the Lord is related to Jesus and what he did at Calvary. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, <laughs> life eternal, life abundant. Watch, to depart from the snares of death. Where were we delivered from the snares of death? At Calvary, in our precious Lord Jesus Christ, when we were crucified with him, buried and put away with him, and were raised to newness of life with him. The fear of the Lord is the value that we place on Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And if that's where we continue to fight to keep our faith, it's called the good fight of faith because its object is Calvary and that is the manifestation of God's love and it is that faith that works by love. It's the only faith that works and, 
and we will endure to the end. Hallelujah. We will endure to the end. Now let's get back over here in Hebrews 10 because there's something else I want to bring out that's so beautiful today and so wonderful. And, and I want to say this is going to be a great confirmation and a great comfort and hopefully a great encouragement to all of all of those who the Lord has brought back to the cross, their first love, the place we hear and receive, the place we walk in the victory He afforded, the place we walk and watch His benefits uh, uh, that He afforded us at Calvary, uh, ben benefiting us daily in experience, those of you he's, who He's brought back to a focus and a trust in nothing but Calvary's cross where you're learning every jot and tittle now in, in, the, in the avenue, in the context of His righteousness which is what was bestowed upon you through the blood. And as you look to Calvary, you, you begin to get vocal about that. Just like when you were saved, when you believed with the heart under righteousness, the mouth began to declare that salvation. In Romans 10 and 10, let me say it again, it's not just an initial born-again scripture. It is a everyday step-by-step -step journey because the Bible says in Psalms 85, 13 that righteousness went before our Lord and has set us in his steps. Our footsteps are steps of righteousness. And that's because our hearts are still believing God's word even in greater detail now concerning the cross of Christ. And we walk step by step in that path of righteousness, Psalms 23.3, that he leads us in, Proverbs 8 and 20. Please write these things down. If you're not, listen again and catch them and write them down. But as we continue to believe with the heart under righteousness, all his words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And as we begin to see that he reveals his righteousness in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17, and he only leads us in that righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 20, then we will begin to see that that this is the place. No wonder God says he forbids that we boast in anything other than the cross. And we will also see that all along this journey, if our footsteps are in his footsteps, it will be because our hearts are still believing unto his righteous words and faith will come and the result is our mouth declaring this. We're not getting quieter. We're getting more vocal and we're not losing it. Don't let men with their uh, uh, voices that will try to milk down and put the cross on the back shelf or not quite as, as focused on it as, as they say we don't need to be and all these things. Don't do that. Keep going with the focus of Calvary, the vocal uh, aspect of ministry being the cross at all times. At all times, no matter what topic in the Bible the Lord gives us to minister, it's got to have the blood applied to it or we're just jumping hoops, beating the air. And if you don't believe that, then you're, you're just going to keep beating the air and, and being angry. At the, and the reason you're angry, those of you who get angry at ministers of righteousness, ministers of the cross who are becoming more determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified and to boast in that all the time. The reason these uh, men and women get angry about that is because their hearts are convicting them. And my prayer is that they would recognize their hearts are convicted. Their, their hearts 
are convicting them. God's not condemning them, but your heart can condemn you. If you're kicking against, like Saul did before he became the Apostle Paul, if you're kicking against what God is really doing in this last hour, he's saving the lost, my friends, and he's bringing a wandering church back to their first love to stay there, and that's at Calvary. So I want to show you something that should be a great encouragement to all of you who the Lord has brought back to the cross, and maybe it'll help the rest of those who are still in the valley of decision about just putting all their eggs in one basket, uh, just selling completely out to the way of Calvary, maybe this will help you too. Watch this now. The Bible says, cast not away, therefore your confidence, because you're going to need it. It's the avenue through which you're going to experience a recompense, a great, rec a great recompense of reward. But watch the word cast, cast not away, first of all means throw off. You literally have to throw off. You have to throw off. Years ago, the Lord, in 1994, as soon as the Lord got a hold of me and, and, and did such a great work in my life at that time, and it was because I heard the simplicity of the gospel. You've heard the story. You've heard it many times. But the Lord spoke to me just days after that, and I was just a good old Baptist boy I, who loved the Lord and instantly had a love for God's Word. It was something He did, something He did in me. And He spoke to me, and He said, Do not listen to men, but just believe my Word. That's what He told me. I was on my job working, and He told me, He said, Do not believe men, but believe my word. And I, you think you understand something, but after years later of, being, of finding myself following men who were trying to teach me their edge, their whatever of the word of God, we got off track. But, uh, you know, any minister should be able to pull scriptures in from every direction concerning a topic. But it's rare. It is rare today and has been throughout the church age rare to find a minister who pulls scripture from every direction and his point, his point, his, his, his common denominator be the blood of Jesus, the cross, the death of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Very, very seldom. It's rare. But the Lord is doing it. He's raising up ministers who are not ashamed of the gospel, not ashamed to stick with it, not ashamed to preach it, not ashamed to let him show them his covenant throughout the entirety of the Bible because that's what he wants to do. You can't see without the blood. You can't see without looking through the blood. So if we lose our confidence, it's not because somebody was able to take it away from us. It's not because God said, I'm going to put you through something now and I'm not going to let you have confidence. No, we cast it away. We throw it off. Remember the scripture we read earlier. Let me read it again. For the Lord shall be thy confidence. And that's Proverbs 3 and 26. And shall keep thy foot from being taken. 
So if our foot gets taken, it's because we threw off our confidence. We, we threw it away. Now watch this now. This is going to be very special to you. This word confidence, and this is where all ministers look to see the Strong's uh, uh, definition. Not, it doesn't ever change it, but it shows a greater picture of what we're reading here. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Other words for confidence, watch this now, is an, this is what it says, an all-out spokenness. Those who were confident are speaking. There's one thing that brings the confidence of the Lord, and that's faith in the sacrifice, believing unto righteousness. Listen, all God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. All God's words are in righteousness. That means they're only found, understood through faith in the place God declared his righteousness from. Romans 8, I'm sorry, Romans 3, 25 and 26. God declared his righteousness from Calvary's cross. He'd been declaring it from before the foundation of the world. He declared it finished from Calvary's cross. And he's still declaring it today from the cross. From the cross, he declared his righteousness. Hallelujah. You need to understand that. So those who find confidence in the Lord, they're finding confidence through faith in the sacrifice because in the, in the fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. Remember what we read in Proverbs, write this down, 14, 26, and 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life and delivers from the snares of death. That's Calvary. That's what Jesus did on Calvary's cross. That's not just some Bible verse and feeling good about it and, and quoting it. That you got to have God's word in its righteous context or you're still on the milk. Read the end of Hebrews chapter 5. The reason they couldn't go, grow. The reason they, they, they'd reached a limited place. The reason they weren't operating in the gifts God gave them to operate in is because they were still on the milk, which he says... They were unskillful in the word of righteousness. That's the experience of the words of righteousness. That's, they've got to go on and, and stay confident in that what Jesus did at Calvary is not only got them a place in heaven, it's got them a place here to grow and to endure all the way to the end of the saving of the soul, bearing fruit that's magnifying Christ and glorifying our Heavenly Father all the way. So why? Watch again now as we look at these words that mean confidence, an all-out spokenness. Boy, the church don't even like somebody that comes along and who's just all-out spoken. We gonna preach the cross, we gonna teach the cross, we gonna sing the cross because that's all about the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah! Listen, the cross don't make a name for anybody. The cross magnifies the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And glorifies our Heavenly Father. Watch now. This word confidence, we're being told to don't throw off this all-out place of spokenness. This confidence. Remember, if the heart's believing under righteousness, the mouth is speaking. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It is an all-out spokenness that is frankness. 
bluntness. Boy, how many times have we been? They're just too blunt. They're just too frank. They're they're, they're just all, man, all they want to do is talk about the cross. Man, that's a confidence. People don't see it as that, but that's what it is. That's what it is. That's all it's ever been. John the Baptist had this confidence. Uh, I'm sure Jesus had this confidence, but they were looked at as prideful and of the devil and all sorts of other things. But look at this, this confidence that we're being encouraged not to cast off, throw off. The only way it's leaving is if we let it slip away. <coughs> As in Hebrews, what was that? Hebrews 2 or 3. Let's look back and see Hebrews Hebrews 2, no, Hebrew, yeah, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. But the reality of that is, when we're letting them slip, we're the ones who are slipping away. Hallelujah. We're the ones who are slipping away. We don't need to slip away. So let's look at this a little more. Cast not away, therefore, your outspokenness, your frankness, your bluntness, your assurance is another word, your boldness. Hallelujah. And this, it means openly, freedom in speaking. How many Christians today, when the opportunity to share the word, they grow silent? They grow silent. How many times have we... And others, we've heard others say, I, I just keep missing the opportunity. It's the, it's the fear of man that's preventing the fear of the Lord to function in our lives. We've got to come back to Calvary to find the confidence the Holy Spirit will give us because in the fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. Proverbs 14, 26. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of fountain. It's flowing. It's a bluntness. It's a confidence. It's a boldness. It's an outspokenness. They may say, be quiet. Stop. That's too much. But we just keep believing with the heart and the mouth keeps confessing. Hallelujah. I told you this was going to bless you today, but we're out of time. Who would believe it? We're out of time. God bless you all so very richly in his wondrous grace and mercies, which is his prosperity for his people, his marvelous grace and his tender and new mercies every day. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're partner, partnering with us here at Crossway Church. Uh, the Lord has blessed us and blessed you through your participation by praying for us and encouraging us with words of encouragement along the way and sowing financially into this work of the Lord here in Crossway Church. Uh, so many people are being blessed. I would encourage you to, even if you have, I don't care where you go to church, if you're gaining, if the Lord is, is teaching you through this ministry, I'm not asking you for nothing. I'm simply asking you to pray about what would he have you do to be a blessing to this ministry. I'm sure he would want you to reach 
into his wonderful well of salvation and participate maybe more than you are. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. You can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Again, that's 903-231-5950. We're not hurting for finances. The Lord has blessed us, but it's an opportunity for you to be blessed through something the Lord desires that you do. And that's so into where you're learning the Word of God in the context of its righteousness, which means the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you. Don't forget about in the morning at Cross Time with Pastor Curtis, 9 a.m. Central Time. I'll be there. I uh, don't really know if we're going on with the glory message, the, the cross of Christ and the glory of God, or we're going to start teaching on the sin nature in the flesh. We're praying about it. Pray with us. I'm sure the Lord will give us the right direction. But anyway, it'll be in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. Praise God. God bless you all. Until I see you, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.